0: Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I Can Do mindset. Life is what you put into it. Get the most you can. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. Hello and welcome to a new episode of I Can Do. I hope and pray all is well with you. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and for listening. So today I want to talk about the Christian and depression. The Christian and depression. Sometimes this can be a very sensitive subject to discuss. Sometimes we may not even want to talk about it. But I think this is something important as we consider many challenges and struggles that Christians, and not just Christians, but people as a whole often have. So today's podcast as we talk about depression, we're going to look at it from a biblical standpoint. What does the Bible have to say about depression? How do we handle depression? Well, I think this is important. I know it's important because I know of Christians who struggle with depression. So I want to begin with a story. It's a story that I that I love. It's a story that I have preached done. It's a story that we all can relate to, I believe, at some point in time. It's about a man by the name of Elijah. He's a prophet of God in First Kings. That's an Old Testament book. Now, this prophet of God had been very faithful to God. He had uh, what I like to call a mountaintop experience where he had walked by faith. God had delivered him and demonstrated his power But now as we get to chapter 19, we find that this prophet of God is going to be in a point of despair, or he's going to be experiencing, feeling like there's no hope, that he's in this pit, that there's no way out. So the Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 19, Now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me, and even more, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And he was afraid, and arose, and ran for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said it is enough now o lord take my life for i am not better than my fathers wow what a powerful story As we think about depression and looking at this man, Elijah, I think it's safe to say that he was depressed, that he was struggling with his emotions and how to process what was happening in his life to the point that he would pray to God that God would take his life. Well, we need to talk about that. First, I want to begin by, I guess, trying to define what depression is. There's another gospel preacher, his name is Wilson Adams, I really enjoy listening to him and reading his post on Facebook, and I want to share some thoughts that he has with trying to define what depression really is. He said this, some might define it like this, drowning in a sea of lies that you know are lies while being robbed of the energy to swim. Swim. A state of despair, doom, gloom, and feeling like there's no way out. When death appears, more desirable than life. I think that's a great way to define depression. And that first one that I mentioned, drowning in a sea of lies that you know are lies while being robbed of the energy to swim, I believe that was from a sister in Christ. She shared that definition with me. What about this one here? Bone ache weariness. More than sadness, an ache that can't be shaken. I believe that one was from Wilson Adams. He also said this emotional superglue. It's easy to get stuck, and yet it's not easy to get unstuck. Now, this next definition, I believe, is from another preacher. He has since passed away. His name was Wayne Jackson. And he said this. Discouragement might be defined as a temporary feeling of disappointment or disheartenment resulting from a disadvantageous turn of events, either physical, material, social, emotional, or spiritual. This could lead to depression, a protracted period of despondency that greatly courtel or even destroys one's ability to function as a healthy and happy person. What do you think about that? I think all of these definitions are really good. And I do think it is important that we, that we look at this idea of depression because a lot of people suffer. A lot of people struggle with this depression that these definitions describe. And the story that we just looked at with Elijah, I want to go back to that story. Because in 1 Kings chapter 19, what we find is a man in the Bible, a man of God, who seemed like he was struggling with suffering. I want you to remember that what Elijah's going to do, number one, or what he's experiencing, number one, is that he's afraid. His life is on the line. There is a person who is threatening him. This woman by the name of Jezebel is threatening to kill him. I want, you to, I want you to see number two, what, what, what Elijah did. And I think this is something for us to be aware of. He found himself alone. He found himself alone. He found himself by himself where he separated himself from his servant. It said in verse three, And he was afraid and arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself, so he's by himself, he went a day's journey into the wilderness, and that's where he's going to ask God to take his life. So we see here that Elijah is suffering from this despondency, this bone ache weariness, this feeling of drowning and not knowing how to to pull himself back up. Well, I want you to notice next what what happens and how God is going to respond. The text says in verse number five of 1 Kings chapter 19, that he lay down and slept under a juniper tree and behold, there was an angel touching him and he said to him, arise, eat. So I love that. Number one, Elijah needed some rest. And I think we have here a great starting place, a great prescription for all of us, whether you're depressed or not. This is just a great pattern or prescription to follow. He lay down and slept. You know, he was tired. And there's something powerful about getting a good night's sleep. That is a prescription for all of us. And even if for someone who may be depressed, sleep is so important. Then an angel touched him in verse 5 and said, Arise, eat. So he needed some nourishment. He needed some food. In verse 6, It says, then he looked and behold, there was at his head a bread cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Well, that's a great recipe to follow. Eating, drinking, resting. And the angel would come to him in verse seven again a second time and touched him and said, arise, eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, he's going to walk. He's going to rest. He's going to drink water. He's going to eat. A great starting place for all of us when we find ourselves struggling with depression is sleep, exercise, food, water. But there was more that he would need. He's going to have a conversation or God rather is going to speak to him. He needed to hear from God. He needed the word of God. And verse nine, it says, then he came there to a cave and lodged there and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. What we all need is to hear from the true and living God. And it is interesting how God responded or how God acted or connected with him. He asked him a question and the question was, what are you doing here? It's an interesting question. And it's a question, no doubt that maybe sometimes we need to ask ourselves, what, what are we doing here? Or how did we get to a particular place in our life? Well, well, Elijah is going to communicate to God. He's going to say, look, I've been very zealous for the Lord, but your sons of Israel, they have forsaken your covenant. They've torn down your altars. They've killed your prophets with the sword. And I alone am left. And they seek my life to take it away. So God and Elijah are going to have this interaction here. And what God is going to help Elijah to see, and I think this is important as well, as we think about the Christian and depression is that Elijah still had purpose for those who are struggling. I want you to hear that very carefully that you have purpose. You see, Elijah had purpose and what God is going to do. God is going to keep him active. He's going to keep him connected with other people. He's going to help him to consider other people and how he can assist them. Elijah, had purpose. Because when you get to verse 15 of that chapter, God says, okay, I want you to anoint this man, and I want you to prepare Elisha to become the prophet who will come after you. So what God is doing, he was helping Elijah to see, listen, you still have purpose. You have work to do. What a great example for us. As we deal with depression, Food and rest and water and exercise, all of those things are great. Hearing from the word of God is even better. And also understanding that there's still things for us to do. You see, Elijah needed to remember that he had purpose. And there is something here when we do find ourselves maybe struggling to the best of our ability to to see how we can connect with others to see how we can help others as well. Because now Elijah is going to have to, well, he can no longer be alone. He's going to be around other people. There was something important about that as well. So he needed to remember that he had purpose. He also needed to make sure that he had the proper perspective. Because the reality is God is going to tell him that there are 7,000 in Israel that have not bowed down to the false gods. So there were still some who were faithful to the true and living God. You see, what Elijah needed was rest, food, water, exercise. He needed to hear from God. He needed to remember that he had purpose, and so do you, and so do I. He needed to have the proper perspective. So in just a moment, I want to ask you the question, and this is a question for all of us, But in particular, as we deal with the Christian in depression, what are we doing here? That's the question that God raised to Elijah. I think it's a valid question for us. We'll be right back. All right, I want to go back to the question that God asked Elijah. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? I think that's an important question as we consider the Christian and depression. So let's talk about this from a biblical standpoint. Why is it that some Christians may find themselves depressed? Well, I think there's some some answers that we have in the Word of God. Number one, and full disclosure, I got a lot of these, I got all of these really from a sister in Christ who has struggled with depression. And I talked to her quite a bit when I did this sermon on Christian and depression. So one of the things she shared with me was, well, some may be depressed due to their sin. So think about that. Some may be depressed due to their sin. I think about Judas, the apostle in Matthew chapter 27. Judas would end up committing suicide. Where he betrayed Jesus and he got his 30 pieces of silver and yet he would end up taking his life. Well, Judas had a choice and he did not handle his sin properly. What about King David where David committed adultery and you read Psalm chapter 32. He was weary and his bones ached because he knew about his sin. And he had not yet sought forgiveness for his sin. Now, David thankfully would. But sin may often be a reason why some are suffering or struggling with depression. If that is the case, then we need to be like King David in Psalm 32, where he confessed his sin to God. And man, that changed everything when he did that. What are you doing here? Well, for some, they may be struggling with depression because of sin. But let me give you a second reason. Some may be depressed due to circumstances. And I think that's what we find with Elijah. His life is on the line. He's running for his life. There are threats against him. And so now these circumstances have weighed him down to the point where he's depressed and he wants to take his life. Could we not say the same thing with Job? You read the book of Job, it's a book of suffering. And Job cries out to God, I wish I was never born in Job chapter three. So sometimes we can struggle with depression, even as Christians, due to circumstances. Now, what I'm gonna say next is very, very important. Listen to this, please. While sin may not be the source of that depression, if not handled properly it could lead to sin so some may be depressed due to circumstances but listen to this again while sin may not be the source of it if not handled properly it could lead to sin and here's what i mean by that self medicating where we are taking things that are that we should not be taking right Whether it's even like with alcohol, sometimes people do that. They want to medicate and they just want to become numb. Well, that's not the proper approach. Self-harm is another thing where people will harm themselves or cut themselves or even try to, to take their lives. That is not how we handle it. And another danger is that we could potentially begin to drift spiritually, Even though some depression may be just because of circumstances, and I'm certainly not taking those circumstances lightly, if not handled properly, it could lead to sin. Self-medicating, self-harm, and drifting away spiritually. So there's a right way and there's a wrong way to handle depression. So for some, they may be depressed because of sin, for others, it may be because of circumstances. Then for some it could be due to the chemistry in their body. But there are times where there are some things that need to be adjusted, some things that may be off, and there are times where medication and professional assistance may be necessary. Now sometimes some Christians may not always like that, but you know, I think about first Timothy chapter five and verse twenty three. Timothy needed some medicinal assistance. Paul said, drink a little wine uh, for your stomach's sake. All right? Now, Timothy's faith was not weak, was it? Because Timothy was doing great work for God. And it wasn't that Timothy had not prayed enough as well either. And it wasn't because he had not read enough scriptures. But he did need some additional or uh, supplemental supplemental medicinal assistance. And sometimes those who struggle with depression may need that as well. Some prescription or medication or professional counseling. Now, when I talked to my friend, she made another great point about this, that even if you do get some kind of medication, there's still work that you have to do. It won't just kind of take everything away. There is still work that you will have to do. So the question, what are you doing here? Sometimes Christians may find themselves depressed due to sin or circumstances or because of some other chemistry in the body. The bigger question is, how are we going to respond? Well, number one, we need to cry out to God for help. Yes, Elijah needed to hear from the word of God. We need to listen to his voice. We can do that by opening up his word. Number two, we need to focus on the facts. The fact is the tomb of Jesus is empty. The fact is we have hope in Jesus Christ. The fact is Philippians chapter four and verse eight says, we ought to meditate on things that are good and true. Be careful what you allow your mind to dwell upon. The fact is we need to consider that one day our Savior will return and we will be with him in heaven. Cry out to God for help. That's a great way to respond. Focus on the facts. That's a great way to respond. Seek help and comfort from one another. That's a great way to respond. What a blessing it is to have brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters in Christ. Loved ones who care about us and who want the best. Cry out to God for help. Focus on the facts. Seek help and comfort from one another. And, when necessary, seek medicinal assistance. There is a right way to respond. Taking our lives, hurting ourselves, those aren't the right way to respond. Rather, the Bible gives us A path, direction, focus. We turn to our King. We turn to the one who was dead but now is alive forevermore, who has the keys to both death and Hades. The one who is victorious and where our victory is found Jesus Christ. We focus on the facts. We confess sin and turn away from sin if necessary we seek the proper assistance to handle sometimes earth-shattering circumstances that can make us feel and put us into a pit of despair and we seek out the necessary help when necessary elijah his story did not end at that juniper tree <laughs> no it ended by him being taken up by god in second kings Yeah, his story didn't end by that juniper tree. It changed when he went to Mount Horeb to hear the word of the Lord. So maybe you're by your juniper tree. That's not where you belong. God is with you. Listen to him. Remember your purpose. Keep the proper perspective. And know that he will see you through. once again thank you so much for tuning in to this episode if you are in the need or looking for more motivation in your life feel free to check out my website benjaminlee.blog where you can find hundreds of encouraging motivational blog posts on a variety of subjects you can find all of my books which can also be found on amazon.com and other podcast interviews with a variety of people. I hope this helps. Please leave me a rating and a review. I can do, and so can you. Take care, and God bless.